In this episode of Refined for Wedding Planners, we're going to discuss the importance of responding to all reviews, a simple and easy response formula for a bad review, how not to respond, why couples sometimes write bad reviews a long time after the event, and one way to avoid bad reviews in the first place. So buckle up and let's jump in. Welcome to the Refine Podcast with Amber Anderson, where wedding planners like you come to be encouraged and challenged through radical honesty, tough love, and brilliant ideas. As a former personal trainer turned wedding planner and now educator, Amber is known for helping wedding planners grow through her no BS yet considerate and thoughtful approach. The Refined Podcast tackles the issues you think about but fear bringing up, all with Amber's trademark sass and wit. So as you listen, be sure to hit that subscribe button, making sure you never miss that one little nugget that could change it all for you. Hi, Refiners. Thanks for joining me for another week of the podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about bad reviews, which I know is a trigger for all of us. In a normal year, in a COVID year, all the years, no one wants a bad review, and it can just really suck the life out of us. So I want to talk about my experiences and share what I've learned about them. Let me see. I've had three published bad reviews. And one of them was removed after I talked to the mother of the groom. She thought the review was senseless and was really disappointed in her son for writing it. She thought that it was emotional and driven by just misplaced resentment that had nothing to do with me. So she actually had a conversation with him and he realized that we did nothing wrong and he removed it and actually apologized. It was really cool to see that growth in a human. So Obviously, we appreciated that. I had another one that a couple, it was straight up defamation. It was complete, all of it was lies and I had documentation to prove it. And so the knot reached out to them and gave them a deadline in what they had to change it. They could change it and remove those things that they had documentation for. And so they did, the couple did, they, she removed the defamation. She still left a few sentences. It was just kind of more emotions based and that's not going to destroy a business, right? But Based on the fact that she left lies originally, you know, it is what it is. Then I had one that, <laughs> this is so funny to me. I didn't even know I had until a year after it was written. So apparently I had a Yelp board that I didn't know existed or had forgotten I had set up or something. And there were like six or seven reviews on there and they're all great except for this one. And he had written it two years after the wedding and I saw it the third year after the wedding. So three whole years later, I saw this bad review, which means at that point I'm laughing because this was probably one of the most cuckoo couples I had ever had. So of course they left a bad review two years later. And of course I didn't see it till the third year and could just laugh about it. (laughs) It was bonkers. So, but everyone reading that kind of stuff reads right through it. Like who writes a review? The first line says, Amber was our wedding planner two years ago. Da, 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 da. It's like, okay, as a consumer, I've just stopped reading. Like, dude, <laughs> right? So first off, as you look at your reviews, like don't immediately be discouraged. Understand that consumers don't put as much weight in them as you might think, okay? But let's start with talking about the importance of responding to all reviews. I learned this trick, this hack, whatever you want to call it, years and years and years ago. And I think that it has come in so clutch. And here's why. When you respond to all reviews, you show a pattern that you will respond to 
all reviews, <laughs> which means when you get a bad one, because it's not if, it's, it's when, when you get a bad one, you can respond without looking defensive, right? So it's just expected that you'll respond. It doesn't mean that you have to go into this huge like tit for tat response. It just means that like, hey, I respond to all reviews. So with this bad one, I'm gonna respond as well. And I'm gonna show the consumers what that looks like. So that's the ball's in your court at that point. Like you have a moment here, an opportunity to show self-control and to show that, hey, we can keep moving. We can keep moving forward. This is not going to destroy my business and I'm going to be professional about it. So what does that look like? My suggestion for writing a response to a better review is to just keep it simple. So I always start, I say, I always start as if I've gotten a million of them, but in coaching, I recommend this and it tends to go over well with the students and their feedback. And in the two, actually, I didn't even respond to the one in Yelp, I don't think, but the one I responded to on the not, this is how I responded. Just real simple. Like this is obviously not the outcome any of us wanted. And while fill in the blank, like whatever you need to respond to in a like quick sentence here, we wish you all the very best. So you know, like don't respond line by line to all the things that they say. So like, maybe it would be something like this obviously isn't the outcome any of us wanted. And while I have a different perspective on what happened, perception is reality. And I hate that you feel this way and would never want this for you. We wish you all the very best, right? That's not admitting any guilt. That's not apologizing for anything. That is simply acknowledging that perception is reality. And I have a different perspective. So here's some other tips for writing bad reviews. Have a friend write the response. Okay. Like share a little bit of the story. Don't get too emotional. Have them write the response. Have another vendor write the response because they understand our industry. Remove your emotion. So the best way to do this is to take a couple days away from it. It's going to be okay if you have a bad review exposed for two or three days without a response. I promise. Okay. So Take a few days. That's, I think that's where the pressure comes in. People feel like they need to respond right away because of consumers looking. I think if you can take a couple of days, your response is going to be so much better in the long run that it's worth having that open exposure for a hot second. Removing the emotion allows your consumers to see that you can rise above it and that you can be professional and that you're not going to argue with people. Okay. So like that is a selling point. And like I said, because you're responding to all reviews, it's not defensive, it's not tacky. And maybe there is something in there that you need to address specifically. Let's say they, they mentioned three or four things. Maybe only address one or two of them. Don't get into it with them. And if they address like 10, 12 things, then I wouldn't even respond to any of it. I would simply just do the whole, obviously this is an outcome that you just wanted, perception is reality, I wish you the best, right? Because it's not worth it. I will say that to my understanding, unless this has changed, you might want to check with your platform provider. They are not notified when you send a response. So if you have not yet responded to all of your reviews, if that's not a pattern that you have showing, then it's not too late to go do that. You can do it and they're not going to get a response from like writing a positive review three years ago and that'd be weird. But double check with those platforms to make sure that that hasn't changed. And yeah, go back and write positive reviews or write responses to your positive reviews. Okay, here's something that may or may not be an unpopular opinion. I don't know. It's my opinion. I don't love when people say, I wish you had told me there was an issue. So like if you're responding to a bad review, I don't think it's appropriate to say, I wish you had told me there's an issue. Maybe there's a time and place for that. Like, I don't want to have a total absolute about that here, but instead might something like this come across better? 
I'm glad you felt comfortable telling me without this feedback while working together, I was under the impression things were going well. But this has shown me I should review my process to make sure I'm always asking clients how they feel things are going. Here's why. Bad experiences or expectations or or like unmet expectations are pretty exhausting, right? So even on your end, like think about it as a consumer in your position as a consumer, when you have a bad experience, like you're worn out from it. You just want to be done. You're maybe not raising your hand as the issues occur because you're just trying to like not have conflict and just reduce the energy suck and just keep moving and be done with it right? And maybe you have raised your hand and it wasn't heard or seen, or you're, you're, you're not sure how otherwise to communicate it. So then at some point you just give up and you keep going and are just counting down the days. So it's done. Bad experiences or unmet expectations are exhausting. The couple has already exerted enough energy and, and they're frustrated. So now, like I said, they just want it to be over. So like, they don't want to spend a lot of time on the, like telling you the issue. They just want it to be done. So that also plays into why you might get a bad review a couple months after the wedding. I think the couple that gave me a review two years later, like that's just next level extra. And like, there's a lot I could say there. I I don't know that that fits into what I'm saying here, but it might not be. I think I sometimes catch refiners saying like, God, the wedding was three or four months ago and they're just now leaving this bad review. So that doesn't mean that it's dramatized in their head or that they sat around stewing on it all this time, it probably actually means that they've not given it any thought and have stepped away and have said, you know what, this was such an energy suck for me. I just, I don't want to deal with it right now, but at some point it is appropriate for me to address this because I think it's important and helpful for them to know this is how I felt or what I experienced. So that's why you're going to see the delay in those response there. But what I see from wedding pros is a frustration about that. Like either they're overthinking it or it was too much of a big deal or like, Obviously, it wasn't a big deal enough then to say something. Why now? Like, don't overthink any of that. It really might just come down to the fact that they're tired and they needed a break. They planned a wedding for a year and that took so much time and energy. Like, they needed a couple months off from it. So now they're wrapping up the loose ends. So really, it kind of comes down to avoiding these bad reviews in the first place. And the way we can avoid the, you know, frustrations that they're having in the moment and where they need to like raise their hand or whatever is by asking them because a lot of personality types may feel like they've raised their hand and it wasn't clear to you or they're just not going to because they're conflict adverse and they're just counting day down till it's done they're just going to be okay with it and this is what it is right it's on us as wedding pros to reach out and have regular check-ins with our couples and to ask them how things are going and are we meeting their expectations so whether you're a business owner or the lead on an account or whatever. Like if you're the lead, check on them. If you're the business owner, check on them. It is perfectly okay as a business owner to reach out and say, Hey, how's your experience going with so-and-so on our team? Are they meeting your expectations? Is there anything I can do to help? Are you feeling okay about our process and our documents? Is there any that are particularly helpful to you? Or are there any that, you know, you'd like to see some adjustments in as we make our quarterly reviews or whatever. So You're not promising that you're going to adjust or update your process specifically for them, but you're showcasing the willingness to hear their feedback and making updates in your process if need be, because you might be surprised over time, you might hear the same feedback about a particular document from multiple clients. Multiple clients might say this document is amazing and you know that that's your winner and you then know to sell it in your consultation. You might also get feedback on one particular document that's confusing or clunky or hard or whatever. 
And you might realize, okay, we need to look at the format. We need to look at how this is presented. We need to look to see if this is even necessary. And that's all good information to have. So ask them, how are things going? And then if they leave the bad review after having those checkpoints, that's when you can say, hey, sister, <laughs> we have these checkpoints. Why didn't you tell me? That's when you can pick up the phone and be like, have the real conversation and have a real shot at them removing that review. Because you can point out, like, we talked about these things and I asked you and like, I obviously want to, that's part of my process is I always want to grow. So would you be comfortable with me saying and acknowledging that I've received this feedback and I will address it with my team or my process and be comfortable removing the review? Like, is that something that you can do? I'm asking if you can do that. And you never know that may happen. That's exactly what happened with the story I shared at the beginning with the mother of the groom. She's like, you're exactly right. This is all on them. So, you know, that gives you a shot. And if they're not going to review it, then now you know how to respond publicly. And that's when you can just say something super simple. Like I started with, like, obviously this isn't the outcome any of us wanted. And while we had regular touch points and talked about your feedback and, and whatnot, I wish that this had been brought to my attention when I made those asks and asked if we were meeting your expectations. And, you know, we wish you all the very best. So it makes it clear to your consumers that you did ask. It's not like they just got left alone out into the world of whatever job you're doing for them. And then obviously the, the best, best way to avoid the bad reviews in the first place is to do your job right and well, right? But ultimately, I think when we have touch points and check-ins, it shows a, a next level care to them. And also it's this psychological connection that like, hey, you don't get to write a bad review. You had your chance to share that feedback, right? So that's what I've got for you today. If that resonates with you, will you please hit like, share, and subscribe on that podcast. Go into Instagram where we have the square for this, publicizing this particular episode and share it. Let your friends know how to share, to respond to a bad review. If you have a friend going through it right now, offer to read that review for them and offer constructive feedback on, hey, this is too emotional or this isn't. And, you know, actually, I think I'll add a tip here as we wrap up. If you're vendor friends, if you have a vendor friend that you know that just got a bad review, go write a positive review on top of that one for them. If you have positive things to say about them, if you know that review is just bunk, go write a positive review for them because that's one way that we can keep that bad review from being the first thing the next consumer sees because it's on top until someone writes something over it. So be that person, go shine some light. And maybe that kind of thing will come back for you when it's your turn and when you need that from someone. So go, like I said, like, share, subscribe, and help me get the word out. You guys have a great day. Bye. Mm -hmm.